Hello folks. Hello. Finn back here from Wanderers Wellness. I'm Lydia and today we have a very, very special guest, Mr. Takashi Miyazaki. Thank Hello. you very much for joining Thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's really exciting. I think we're, this is part of our August food trail. Maybe we're most excited about because I think actually the hairs are standing up in the back of my neck now. <laughs> um, we've just had a tiny sample of your um, 10, a, 10 day aged, uh, 12, 12, 12, days, day, yeah. 12 day aged uh, uh, tuna steak with sh delicate shapes of truffle and was it a soy sauce? Soy soy yeah. And even that tiny morsel is such a suggestion of the level of attention and care and innovation that's going on within your mind and your food world. So, I mean, you've, you've just set up this restaurant, which is your second enterprise in Cork? Yes. And how, how does it feel to have this? Does it, is it, does it feel like something's blossoming? What's like? Um, it's very happy. And uh, I feel like this is, yes, this is my uh, dream. Cool. Yeah. And it's been three and a half years for another restaurant takeaway, tiny place. Uh, and then we started like more promos and Japanese cuisine, Japanese culture, technique like yeah. that. Yeah. Did you think you were like a bit ahead of the curve when you say people are kind of like more interested in it now? When you set up the Takashi, the original um, restaurant and, and takeaway, was there a lot of like resistance to it or did were people like, I mean Cork people are quite progressive with food, right? You're probably in a good city for if you're going to do something, you know, that's, that mm. people aren't familiar with. Yeah, that was challenge. But why I choose Cork was um, uh, such as uh, artisan products, okay. and uh, I from South in Japan, and okay. uh, I want to stay in the South. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of same feeling. Yeah, really? when I visit the Cork and uh, my hometown, this it's called Fukuoka, is a kind of compact city, okay. but still like a good population but there's the, the uh, ocean there's a mountain mm. okay. nature and yeah. you don't need to drive so far and then okay uh, I, yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. your dream to set up this place can you explain a little bit for our listeners what's different about this place the style of cuisine specifically um this is like i always wanted to go more casual restaurant mm. uh as uh, like uh it's called izakaya it's like uh, tapas and people having uh, many different dishes and we always share and yeah. just keep drinking beer and chats like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um, when I started like promos and uh, Japanese cuisine and I, at the same time I was learning, I'm still learning and then more Japanese technique. I know how to do it but exactly I can't explain why. Okay. You know, yeah. kind of science wise, you know. Okay. Uh, but so this is kind of kind of demand demanding demanded like people ask okay yeah you have to go this way if okay. you go and uh, I am kind of I'm not young so I, I think this is gonna be my last one so no so what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 whoa, whoa. Uh, there's another 20 years before you get to say that no <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not young enough. Are you, you know. must be you're older than you look then, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Japanese people, Asian people always look young, like right? okay. anyway. So uh, this is, as I said, this is a dreamy. It's like a, this is a, everything from my passion, my skill, technique. Mm. I want to put everything in it. Yes. So and then came across like this is this, it. Yeah, I'm just most stunning line room. You guys are um, unfortunately not getting to see, but it's. It's equal layers, kind of quiet and loud. There's so much. There's 
there's so much that speaks about a, a Japanese influence, to be honest with you. It's, it, you can't deny it. I mean, my favorite architect in the world is Tadao Ando. Mm. Uh, and he, his, his, um, the island museum that he has, you know, the gallery where it's shards cut into the land. Mm. And as you walk through the gallery, it's only, uh, it's only lit by natural light. So as you walk through the gallery, you get just whatever the sun is providing that day. Mm. And that's it. When it wow. gets dark, there's nothing there. And it feels you have some of that play with light in here where there's like you're allowing the, the elements still to kind of take part in what's happening which is clearly what's happening in the food as well you're fermenting things there's a little bit of unknown mm -hmm. about it as well mm. uh, do you like do you like i mean the precision of japanese cooking i feel is always kind of like kind of in stark contrast to that sort of playful unknown aspect because it's almost germanic insofar as you have a you know the delicacy of each cut, the like the, the choice of the specific vegetable and the specific pairing of flavors, mm. but then there's this creative, playful thing happening as well. Mm -hmm. Do you find a, a happy balance between the two, or are you are you more comfortable in one or the other? Or have you always kind of pushed an envelope? Sorry, I didn't get that. Sorry, do you, do you, so it, it, with with Japanese food, there mm. seems to be like this precision, mm. but also what you're doing here is is to a large degree like there's some unknowns. It's like so playful it, and fun, and the fact yeah. that you're on show and they get to see in the colors mm -hmm. are you more comfortable with the the precision and the knife work and the mm -hmm. science side or the fun side yeah fun 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 side yeah. yeah yeah so you don't you're not you're not challenged by that, that that you embrace that yeah um kind of uh, that was normal where i grew up uh, as a chef in japan and uh, always be i was behind the counter okay and uh, i have experienced that it was very high-end hotel and still I was behind the counter and also more casual restaurant like a, like a tapas place like a Japanese style of it and I was still behind the counter they always look at and they always ch chatting Chatting. and then uh, you know there's no height okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone can see it and it's a performance it's performance as well yeah yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Mm. And so your training in Japan, did it give you a lot of what you have now, or do you find if like I mean you're a Japanese chef, but you're you're obviously fairly divided from what's happening in Japan because you're here. Mm -hmm. Do you find has your cuisine changed, and or do, are you still going home to learn new learn techniques from Japan, or are you trying to bring other things in? Or I'm I'm still learning. Yeah, but uh, I have basic skill. I have the okay. uh, basic. The, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I I have um, you know experience from my. I, I use my you know my grandmother's recipe and stuff like this okay. because my palate remember that yeah so uh, I try to make you know same taste the same texture as uh, my grandmother used to make hey, okay. so that's uh, my childhood memory got into the menu as well and can can you can you give us an idea of something specific that your grandmother made that mm, uh, really stew dish okay yeah, yeah. Uh, stew dish is uh, one of my favorite cooking skill because you could see uh, after 45 minutes stews and then things start changing and then what temperature and control the temperature and then control the color it depends on what ingredients you use and it always different way okay so stewing dish is quite beautiful right yeah um, yeah and so when we say stew in Ireland, it means a very different thing. Can you describe what sort of things <laughs> yeah. are going into a stew, an Irish stew, you know, um, party, etc.? <laughs> I was uh, head chef in an Irish restaurant in Japan. Oh, I really? Was, no I, yeah, I was serving uh, Irish food for five years. Okay. Uh, I got trained the chef from Galway. That's funny. She stayed a month like, in Japan. And, uh, so I know how to cook uh, 
Irish, Irish Jew? Jew? <laughs> no, that's funny. My, my Irish Jew is quite good. Yeah. <laughs> and how, what's, the, what's, what's the Japanese Jew? Well, Japanese Jew is like uh, um, the base uh, we use the all about the dashi base, mm-hmm. you know, um, the made from kombu and finish up the bonito flake. Mm-hmm. And then there's a basic dashi. And if you use pork for that, and then how, what type of dashi do you use? Mm-hmm. Well, basic is the same. Well, soak the kombu a little bit longer, mm-hmm. like that. And then a little bit bonito flake. Maybe don't use much bonito flake okay. because itself ingredients is there. Strong flavor. Yeah. You don't use. You don't need to use it. Just keep the balance of it. And in the stew, try to keep the three elements about the acid, mm-hmm. which is the uh, three different acid is the key of the. Wow. Keep the balance. In so there. three different acidities. Yeah. So in, in I mean, from chefs I talk to in Ireland, we talk about acid and salt and and sweet but uh, but we don't talk mm. about we don't break down the acidity so much so the three one is uh, uh, one is uh, such as uh, uh, glutamic acid okay yeah. the kind of umami sweetness the glutamic is a massive okay. one so but such as from exactly yeah. mainly from the seaweed or, or oh, yeah. vegetables okay and uh, inosinic acid which is the uh, acid from animal okay so uh, Chicken, okay. pork, yeah. they are inosinic acid. Yeah. And then another one is a guaranic acid, which is from mushroom. Okay. So mm. those three wow. elements keep the triangle. The triangle shape go that way, that's why. Yeah. But yeah. because with the main ingredients, of what is. Oh, so okay. that's a, you know, I kind of remember. That's how your palate, mm. yeah, palate like, was, was changed. Wow. Yeah. And so when you trained, when did you decide to become a chef then? When you like, what, like, how early on in life did you know that, that cooking was going to be your more than just a passion? Um, the first I started cooking to my, when I was, I was a university student, and you know, I started cooking for my friends. Oh. And they said, thank you, and then cook <laughs> again. <laughs> and then, okay, oh, I, I cook, and you buy beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like this. That's a familiar exchange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at that time, I was going to, you know, trying to be a, a, a police officer, because my parents wanted to be. Okay. But uh, I couldn't say no, but now this time, like uh, when I start cooking, and then uh, it's fun, they say thank you. That was like, I'd be like, oh, great. Wow. I give you okay. something, they say thank you, and uh, I feel like a Santa or something. Yes. Of course, yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that was kind of became my habit. Okay. <laughs> and I quit my university, and then I started working in a five star hotel. And that how, did, my how did your parents feel about that when you quit university? They were shocked. Uh, when I was a high school student, I wanted to be an artist paint, painter. Okay. And right. they said no, because I got the scholarship with the, uh, my martial arts. So okay. to become police officer, yeah. Um, so my parents said no at that time, but this is the second time I said no. <laughs> I, Put I your foot down. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then they were not really happy. Okay. But now they are super happy. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So much so that your mum sends you this beautiful thing. Yeah, she keeps sending them. these things. So this is actually from the paper. It, oh, oh, yeah. I wonder. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you told us that it's. Sometimes in the moon is a certain. Yeah, when it's a full moon, you can see in the pattern of the the looks like a the rabbit crater. making that. Oh, get it? Yeah. I tell you, totally like this yeah. and then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. So it's a rabbit making mochi. Mochi, yeah. Mochi, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's gorgeous. So then, so you started working in the five star uh, hotel, mm. and this was what style of food was was that? Was that it? was actually uh, the basically like French quick cuisine. Okay. Mm. And then. Um, 
Well, I was in the, the teppanyaki mm -hmm. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And okay. just a man-to-man -man service. And yeah. uh, that was high-end as well. Like, we yeah. used uh, A5 Wagyu beef and uh, cooking in front of the customer. Okay. And just yeah. a passing like, yeah. straight away. And that was great. Um, and is it, the same pro is it the same processes in Ireland, sorry, uh, that you have, you know, you work your way up as a kami chef? I know you don't have the same systems in Japanese restaurants, do you, in terms of that structure? Or, uh, they have, or do um, you? in hotel especially, they have a okay. kami chef or okay. chef de party. We okay. have kind of, they are following that, those, because we are kind of French uh, section. Okay. That, that's yeah. why that story was. So gotcha. I, I wasn't in the Japanese kitchen then. Okay, okay. Uh, so Japanese kitchen has some different title of the list as Komchep or something like that. Okay. I, I haven't learned from them so okay. I was very very new and I got no experiences. I was really bad. <laughs> really? Really. <laughs> okay. Like is in a lot of mistakes mistakes that would turn you off doing it or you, did your mistakes just make you more enthusiastic to learn and more? Yeah, I did something like a unusual mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I, very embarrassing, but uh, that was experience too, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have no idea about the ingredients, like, you know. Yeah. My boss said, I bring this one, and I brought a totally different one, like. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh oh. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, Oops. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, we all have those things. I remember working oh, early. We need it. We, yeah, we need do it. need it. Yeah. yeah. That's the learning, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. I used to work in a, a car dealer's when I it was my first job when I was maybe 15 or 16. Um, and they sold some really lovely cars and there was an old an old Ferrari there one time and he asked me to watch the inside like we, we would quite often just have to watch the cars and I took out I, I don't remember what it was but I should have asked him what I used to watch it but I watched the leather seats in the wrong thing and I, I didn't destroy them but like I was I never did it again but that like <laughs> yes. the embarrassment as well like yeah. you, oh when, <laughs> when somebody who you respect mm. is ooh, uh, not good eh um, but you obviously your, your passion drove you to, to deepen that. Yeah, still, I want to be something, make tasty food. Yeah, okay. It's not like, you know, it's not the style, like, but just tasty food. Yeah, okay. How do I make it tasty food? Just remember when you go to a restaurant or someone may cook the really good taste, tasty food, just remember that. Yeah. And yeah. why? What's the combination like? Yeah, it so, really gets your juices. Mm. Yeah. So you, you, you were going to be an artist and then you became a chef. Mm. And the Kaseki style that you're in at the moment is kind of a fusion, really, is it? To some degree, it feels like it anyway. There's a lot of art on the plate, right? Very happy I am, actually. Uh, just a painting dish is uh, it's like a painting mm. yeah. dish. And then also, you can taste it. Exactly. Mm. So it's, it's better. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Three dimensions. Four dimensions. Mm. <laughs> and do, do you, I, I know a lot of chefs, they like to link their food to memories or they like to link their food to experiences that they've had and they want it to be their food and they want it to look beautiful but they wanted to evoke that mm. for people is that something that's important to you it's very important i said yeah it's just a memory and then uh, try to make it again or something memory the childhood memory and, and that's that's very important for me yeah uh, it's not the uh, you know lot you know different copying and uh, you know developing different yeah. you know yeah. there's a trend but not try to not follow too much that's going to be copied you know yeah and just more develop and then yeah with someone passion and then if you feel like wow 
Yeah. So recently, you said you started working with truffles really recently. Um, is like, are there other ingredients that you've come across? You go, wow, this is something where there's an unexpected. Mm, yeah, many things actually. Yeah. yeah. Any songs? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Actually, Miyazaki menu is like a kind of few things. Is massive hit menu dish mm. is actually from uh, Staff Lunch. Like that, you know. I try, try to make it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. For example, we have lemon ramen, oh, and they uh, use the Irish, uh, you know, the stock, uh, the pork and stock, and yeah. and uh, I, I'm from Fukuoka, which is the you know tonkotsu ramen. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a, yeah. where I'm from. Yeah, my my hometown. Wow. But now tonkotsu ramen everywhere worldwide, like. Yeah. But I don't make the tonkotsu ramen in Miyazaki, I make a lemon ramen. That was kind okay. of a kind of mixture of yeah. and uh, there's not much such as a lemon ramen. I just uh, finished up the lemon zest and the lemon slice of lemon and nice. came up and, uh, and then I was like, wow, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of these moments. Mm. Nice. Mm. Yeah, it's lovely to get a chance to play, I think. That's that's one of the, the things. So you the, the Kaseki style that you do here, can you describe a little bit what that means to our listeners? And and you, you briefly spoke off camera about the different mm-hmm. elements of Kaseki and, and, and there's actually the divisions within it that we, uh, we don't know. Um Kaiseki menu of course is a in Japanese cuisine just about the season seasonal. Okay. Uh, so we just follow up uh, seasonal ingredients in Japan and uh, seasonal ingredients in, in Ireland. Mm. So that's what we follow. So when I make a uh, travel course menu, I pick up the, the seasonal menu in Ireland and then in, in Japan. And then we just mix together. If it's worked, it's great. And uh, But big difference is uh, there's no four season, big, you know, exactly four season in Ireland. Yeah. But it's supposed to be, uh, we work with the, uh, um, the calendar as well. So yeah. this is supposed to be like, for example, three months early summer, one and a half months, and after that, uh, late summer menu. Yeah, like, yeah. like we work yeah. with this, yeah. and um, uh, we I picked up the, some in- seasonal ingredients, and then this story in twelve course menu. So I tried to make a story of it, that story of the temperature, story of seasonal ingredients, mm. and then st- story of texture mm. and then flavor, and then those different uh, team and then come together and then that's my uh, 12 course that's, that's the play mm, yeah nice. with a uh, lot of local ingredients and, Great. and, yeah. and when you're when you're making because some people get to sit at the bar right right chef's beside table. you at the yeah. chef's table mm. do you explain to them where your inspiration comes from or why you're choosing these things and how do they relate I do yeah I do yeah because they want to know yes mm. So I got a quite good question from the guests, yeah. and also when I serve it, and uh, I just uh, the, the with the source from why I use that, uh, why I mix with this one, this one, and mm. uh, sometimes people ask, sometimes like uh, I, I tell you them. Tell them. Yeah, I yeah. think that's so nice because often when you go to fine dining restaurants, there's this feeling that maybe there's an elitism that you if you don't know that ingredient or you don't know the history you kind of feel like yeah you're ignorant and you don't want to ask but when you're really excited about food like Mm -hmm. we are you want to know all the ingredients and why are they there and Mm -hmm. how can i combine them and what can i do to make it exciting at home Mm -hmm. it's nice for it to be a learning it's very very good yeah opportunity and uh, yeah this is very close to the uh, guest and uh, 
talk and a giving tip. And I bet for you there's a feedback, like you're saying your first experience mm. of really thinking about being a chef was cooking for your flatmates and them saying, oh, thank you. Mm. And here you're getting that, mm. that feeling of instant feedback of making the food and yeah. then watching people eat it and seeing them, oh my God, it's so amazing. <laughs> Sometimes like, uh, we're we kind of laughing about that. Uh, you know, it's like a film, like a funny situation. Like uh, I say, thank you, thank you so much. And yeah. some customer, no, 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 no. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's 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 beautiful, but it's so funny. It's like a film or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so uh, with with your cuisine in here, do you have you? I was actually asking you to break down the kaseki um, thing. So you were saying there's different versions of kaseki. Yours is a slightly is it a little bit less formal than some, or what, where, how does it fit? You have and you have somewhere there's mm. tea served alongside foods, and how do they break down? Can you explain some of the kind of this the discipline around kaseki? Um, yeah, other than the twelve courses, or is that is that the is that the normally, main definition? Or? Normally, I say kaseki is nine, ten. Okay, about, okay. But here, I just you know. Uh, as I said, this is it. So I want to do everything. Like okay. so, so, basically, you try to keep the trail course menu. Okay. But it depends on um, season and the ingredients. Sometimes, uh, if I go for pricey, pricey ingredients, yeah, might be eleven course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have to keep the balance anyway. But mm. uh, I always say, like, if I open Ichigoichi in in Japan, it won't be like that unique. Interesting, okay. yeah, it, because it, all the ingredients are gonna be Japanese. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. we have brilliant, you know, variety of the uh, vegetables and mushrooms. But here, like Irish ingredients in uh, somewhere from Europe ingredients, and uh, I give them Japanese techniques. That's, yeah, that's kind of that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you were in Japan now, you're obviously in a different season to us. So in Ireland, we obviously have like. You know, salady things in the summer and stewy things in the winter. What is what's the definition of seasonal food where you come from? How do the seasons affect what you eat? Mm, summertime, like uh, we are lucky, we got great summer, so mm. I could keep that uh, as a uh, early summer and a late summer. Nice. Um, this, but uh, thing is, spring is uh, all the petal or flower, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yes, season, yes. and the light color. Mm. And so stew dish is like a really light, and but still like a, you see like a bland because the color is really clear. Okay. But there's a mummy and stuff and there is. Okay. So it's getting darker and darker, like, and then okay. the summer times we kind of make use the ingredients kind of like a, what you call it sticky okay. Okay. ingredients in from Japan the heat. from the heat. So you from the heat you lose. Your appetite, appetite. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's more easy to eat and easy to digest. Yeah. And uh, autumn, uh-huh. it's getting ready for you know uh, cold weather, mm. so it's going to be more comfort. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, the winter is more darker, and also uh, get ready for the New Year's, mm. which is New Year's is going to be your biggest. So it's going to be more kind of the gorgeous ingredients like okay. that end of the end of the year. Okay. Well done, you know, yeah, happy yeah, yeah. celebration. Celebration, exactly. Nice. And um, after winter, like uh, January, after before the next spring, mm-hmm. uh, kind of root vegetables. Okay. Winter season because autumn season, you know, autumn leaf. 
mm-hmm. going to the ground and then the soil and the nutrients and uh, great you know power have, yeah. have the soil yeah. and then that's why the root vegetables was really tasty that's in the, the winter season. season yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. so they all go around that's the rhythm. around like that yeah. yeah and then follow that uh, with the uh, trail menu that's amazing God, it's, it's so different to our idea of seasonal food as well because yeah. for us i mean a stew is a winter thing, as opposed to making the pattern of your stew yeah. follow the colours around you, and mm. uh, that's, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's so far out of our, uh, our our regular kind of you know cuisine over here, our, our expectations anyway. What, can you tell me in terms of uh, misos and soya sauces? Do you use them like a lot of different versions of them? Do you mm. stick to one because you like it? What like can you explain a little bit the character? Because I know there's a lot of characters within different misos within different soy sauces that maybe in Ireland we have one idea of. Mm. We have, <clears throat> we use um, soy sauce one, two, three, three different types of soy sauce we have. Okay. <clears throat> the dark soy sauce, the light soy sauce, mm-hmm. and uh, the white soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on what we use, mm-hmm. and then color of the dish too, and we use each different dish. And uh, miso, mainly we use the rice miso. Okay. Because oh, white rice? White, yeah, white, yeah. and then <coughs> for the miso soup, we we have a red miso okay, based yeah. from, from the rice. Uh, a bit difference is like a, I shouldn't use much the wheat miso. Okay. But personally, I, I love wheat miso. Okay. But there's, um, you know, the, the, the gluten free issue, yes. you know, the senior, yeah. you know, guests, they can't have that. Yeah. So I uh, kind of avoid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Try to not put the, uh, the all the wheat in the kitchen. Hey. Is, is that becoming an issue in Japan actually? Is no, celiac disease not at all? Have any? Is zero. zero? Isn't that so interesting? Mm-hmm. We're like we're plagued with it in Ireland at the moment, yeah. and in Europe in general, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, like misos are, are amazing to me. Like I, last year, I was lucky enough to um, have a miso making workshop with Junko Hamilton. I don't oh. know if you've come across. It was so special. Junko. Uh, okay. No Junko. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and and it gave me just a tiny flavor of how, you know, how how much food in Japan has has like culture and food are actually the same thing. It's I mean we describe it as like oh you have a food culture and art culture whatever, but food and culture is kind of it. And it's it's it, this idea of fermentation mm-hmm. and this family idea around food is just so strongly held. There was mm-hmm. a there's a word that I can't remember. You'll be able to help me with when. When families come together to make their miso, mm-hmm. there's a word for the type of culture that comes from the family because you, you all have your hands involved mm-hmm. in it. I, some, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was beautiful to kind of feel that how you know uh, a there was there was a feeling that it's it's going to be food that you store like it's it's, it's seasonal it's going to be ready for you for the for the next year mm-hmm. and b that it was like there's such a, a strong family culture around coming together to make that and, and mm. to enjoy that. And I think over here, we don't make food together. Mm-hmm. We eat food together, mm-hmm. but we don't have that making kind of culture. You mm. Did you have a strong kind of food making culture with your family when you were growing up? Or? Yeah, my granny, like, uh, she, make, she made a miso. Yeah. Uh, she made uh, the pickles, like the fermentation yeah. things. Because I think in, that was one of Japanese culture, like they are trying to keep the the food, mm. the storage, like, mm. and that the sushi came up from. The sushi was like there is no fridge at that time. Okay. I you didn't know, know, that. they, I didn't they, know that. That's why uh, they, how they keep the. Uh, that's the function the of the nari or the function of the so the, the, the curing curing of the fish or what what's the aspect? Yeah, of the and 
For sushi rice, make sushi rice, okay. and they mix with the vinegar and that stabilizes. Of that's course. that's, a, that's oh, okay. the thing. That's why you have to keep that uh, fresh and then you know without fridge. And then still like get nice meal. That was uh, that's why sushi came up from on the street food like. Okay, yeah. that was its origin. I never yeah. knew that. Well, and then keep the the fish. Try to get the fish. there was a uh, ice in the box. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, yeah, which yeah. like for yeah. you know, really, it's very natural ice like yeah. And uh, and then if you get the vinegar rice, vinegar rice, it's mm. more safe. Yeah, 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 of course. And then uh, fermentation is storage like you know for yeah. the next season yeah. or something like. If it's fresh, I always say I don't do fermentation all everything all the time. Okay. Because yeah. if it's fresh, eat that. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, it's better like. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, it depends on what, what way you do. What like, you're doing, yeah, okay. yeah. And so with fermentation, did you like? Do you do you have like? So you're you're fermenting, say, bluefin tuna in here. Any are there any other kind of fermentation or or, or, or particular kind of techniques like that? Yes, yeah, so given the aging, the aging yeah. is to to get the the it's great umami flavor and yeah. also texture as well, nice nicely set. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of the, we call bluefish. It's like a mackerel and mackerel. I won't go for Asian. It's, it's risky, and uh, is it? okay. yeah, I, I do pickle this. Okay, oh, interesting. Okay. My mackerel season is in West Cork. Is kind of now, isn't it? It's coming up. It's coming yeah. up. Yeah, because yeah. I was I was fishing off the coast of Wales a couple of weeks ago mm. when it was mackerel season over there. It was my first time actually fishing mackerel. Oh yeah, it's not even fishing. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But the season is on. So you'll be putting mackerel on the menu when it comes in season. Down uh, I'm thinking about uh, the winter season and stew dish. I stew with a miso. That's a more kind of darker. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So. And you showed us this beautiful thing that you were doing with the oysters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can Pure. you explain that? Uh, <coughs> that is a couple of years ago. I just uh, kind of. We are so familiar, like uh, it's called kombujime. It's a kombu cured mm -hmm. and a cured in kombu. Mm -hmm. And uh, normally we do like uh, the bream fish, fish we yeah. do. Yeah. Sometimes we do and uh, cure, cure the vegetable in kombu. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I never done the oyster. Like oyster is the, itself full of umami in it, and mineral. Like, it's really time. strong as yeah. that size. And I was like, oh, if I cure it in kombu, it's gonna be. Destroy or yeah, something, yeah, and then yeah. I tried it, and I was like, oh, "Wow, that's great!" <laughs> nice. And then, okay, and it's it's kind of like a ceviche style, isn't it? A ceviche idea. Mm. It, 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 do you do anything like that? Do they do pickling like, like that style of it as well with mm. fish and stuff, or not so much? Kombu is the is the standard one because I've never. I'm going to start curing fish with kombu. Okay. Like I'm excited to try that. Yeah, if you do like, I, I do monkfish as well. Okay. But when wow. I do monkfish, it's just a roll. That must take a long time uh, to yeah, cure. Three it? Nights. Okay. Yeah, three nights. Okay. Yeah, I do three nights, and but still, I don't put the salt. Don't yeah, need it. I yeah. think kombu has you know the mineral. Yeah. Well, so actually. You can get in saltiness as well. They say there's some the, the white powder that kind of coats the kombu is like it contains an enzyme that breaks down proteins. I think there's yeah something that's, there, isn't there? that's a uh, one of the umami. Okay, as, as that as is well. that, yeah. that that white thing. Okay, so yeah, yeah. try to not take off all the white things. Yeah, but you need to kind of clean it. Yeah. So when you doing when you get the dry kombu, just yeah. a wet towel and just a wipe it. Okay. okay. Yeah, so don't say so. Oh, that's good. Yeah, cool. yeah. If you take those stuff, uh, white powder, uh, it's it's one of the mummy stuff. 
Do you have any favorite vegetables that you like working with? Mm. Oh, that's tough. Daikon? <laughs> mm. Daikon, I was hoping you would say that. Daikon is amazing. Um, actually, they are enzyme. You know, how many different ways daikon you can cook? And then also, uh, daikon cook with octopus, or that makes tender. Because okay. uh, that's, that's the daikon's uh, uh, one yeah. of the ingredients and they have makes... Uh, one of those enzymes of some sort that yeah. breaks it in, kind of yeah. like the kombu. Yeah. Interesting, I never knew that before. Probably, you, if you see, check that, maybe YouTube or something like, and a Japanese chef cooked the octopus, we have massive octopus, yes. and they have, they have daikon, and they just beat oh. them. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. Like the way we rub a steak with garlic, yeah. it's the same idea, the mm. cysteine or whatever, is it? Mm. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, and then daikon, grate it and steam it, mm. and then you make like a mochi. Mm. That's why daikon is a uh, type of fa same family of turnip, and then you find what temperature you steam it, how long, and then they become like together. It's like really? a cake. Yeah. Oh, wow. Rice, okay. It's like a rice cake. Right? Wow. Oh, we have yeah. some rice in the car. We might go <laughs> cook that when we go home. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, how you daikon. Even like the daikon itself, like you cut them that much and then just a uh, daikon to cook nice clear daikon. Yeah. You have to, you, sh you have to use the, um, the water after you wash the rice. Okay. And uh, so rice starch makes the daikon that color keep clear and oh, also okay. nice and juicy. Okay. Or if you don't have a wash uh, the water and uh, just a one grab of the rice put into the and pop it in with the and then just uh, cook 45 minutes and then clear and straight away cold water wash well. Okay. Um, so daikon is you know really changing, flexible. changing like yeah. Amazing, it's amazing. amazing. So sometimes it helps cooking other ingredients, sometimes the other ingredients cook it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the pickle, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Texture. The daikon's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Nice. Mm. And do you have any like chefs in Ireland that you follow, that you kind of like what they're doing, that you see kind of creative, interesting things happening, that you're <laughs> influenced by? Or where do you like to eat if you're if you're oh. going to eat at another? I know this is difficult, but try. <laughs> yeah, um, I worked with the uh, Damien. Uh, of the heroin gray. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just that was on a, a charity in Galway, and mm. uh, what he does, his cooking theory mm. is very interesting. Okay. And uh, I think he has kind of the balance way, umami balance way. Mm. As I say, I use the three the elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, in his head and palate, he has it. And oh, I wow. tasted his food, it's just, just oh gosh, his palate is perfect. Like, oh, wow, really? cool, that's exciting. So, what he does, like, he does foraging and he does. Yeah. I think, I think one of the, it's great, mm. you know, super strange chef, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, super strange <laughs> is the word. Cool, like, you know. Yeah. Oh. I, I love that, um, the, the unpredictability around foraging as well. And, uh, I mean, you used to hear about it maybe a little bit more in, say, in English pub restaurants almost like where they're in the middle of the countryside and, and somebody would knock up on the back door with a, a brace of rabbits yeah. they shot or whatever and that was decides what the lunch is yeah. uh, and I like that that unpredictability with, with foraging but it must be so challenging to have to have a kitchen where you suddenly have to like okay I've got 45 guest book 
where am I going to find my woodruff today or what I mean yeah. I, that's that's a that's a it's a big challenge do you do you actually do you harvest like seaweed or anything like that do you do you manage do you can you make time for any of those things? um when I when I go to the beach <clears throat> summertime and I bring the kids yeah. and it just keeps running around and I got the bag and they just go and yeah I, yeah if I have see yeah. yeah you see a nice in a season or nice yeah tight is yeah, if it's tight, it's good. And sometimes I bring the my son uh, Sean yeah. and uh, just uh, show around. Like, good stuff. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> Is what's he into it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he does something he doesn't. But uh, yeah, he, every time when I take in acid, that he's like, what's that? What's yeah, great. It's then, a great. That's great. Yeah. yeah, it'll build memories for him as well. Exactly. You know that that's happening. Exactly. What What sort of food do you cook for your kids at home? Japanese or Irish? Oh, <laughs> I cook kids. For my kids, I always cook Japanese that dashi dish. Okay. Really? With dashi with the rice and dashi mm. with the soba noodle, buckwheat mm. noodle, mm. and they love it. Really? Yeah. 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 Noodles are such a, a, a like a, a childhood wonderment kind mm. of food, aren't they? That sucking a noodle to your mouth yeah. is like. You never get over that, I don't think, as, as an adult as well. It's always, so textural and absolutely. so playful. It's that same yeah, thing. It's it the is, first yeah, experience yeah. of being allowed often to make a noise at the table. Yeah. <laughs> because so usually it's all like, use your knife and fork, keep your yes. elbows off the table, do yeah, the thing. Yeah. And then suddenly you have noodles and everyone's like, suck them. Yeah. And everyone makes this noise and yeah. kids are like, oh, I'm allowed. I'm allowed <laughs> to make the noise. Messy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And right. I think that's, that's this sense of play that you have mm. here, mm. that people are get allowed to get excited, like kids, about food again. That they're mm -hmm. seeing colours on their plate, this feeling textures that they've never felt. Mm. They're tasting things that they've never felt, or tasting something that looks like something else, but mm. then makes something exciting happen mm. in your palate. And I think when you get to get that experience of that kid-like wonder again, mm -hmm. it's just a magical mm. thing. Mm. Like, I think so. Yeah. And you, the name of your restaurant. Ichigo, oh, yeah. Ichigo, Ichigo, uh, Ichigo is a uh, one chance and uh, Ichigo one meeting. So mm. one chance, one meeting is uh, mm. once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Mm. Mm. As you're reflecting on your thoughts about when people eat here, or is it broader to say about we have one shot of this life, give it your best? Is what's the? It's, it's it like a, there's no uh, same experience. Like okay. so, I think for me, like if you if you come back here mm. for the food mm. and you had the food and then. Maybe after two months later, you come back here. Yeah, there is no such, a, you know, the same experience. Even okay. like the same people. Yeah. Um, I mean, like every time when you have experiences, you, I appreciate mm. for the every moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It's from the tea master. It's called Sen Rikyu, and he okay. sang that. Really. And, uh, I loved it. That the idea. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I think it, it's it, I like to, to be mindful around food is something we're beginning to cop onto. Like people are being taught to like mm. chew their food. Mindful eating practices are, are kind of coming back to like you know to absorb. But there's there's amazing uh, st like f little statistic where mm. if we if we take I think it's less than a minute, like 20 seconds to look at our food, think about food, smell the food before we eat it. It's called this cephalic phase that we increase the production of enzymes by up to 70%. So we're like, our body is saying, oh, okay, now I'm ready. 
Mm. We're not like having a sandwich on the computer or doing other things yeah. like, oh, now we can actually embrace it. Now it's, and there's, there's so much that, you know, if your physiology is going to reward you by digesting it, mm-hmm. it makes sense that we should like take that opportunity, like you're saying, and like mm-hmm. treat it, treat it as a moment in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so think I, that's the, it's also the movement now towards people going back towards foraging and mm-hmm. meeting their producers, connecting to mm-hmm. the land. Yeah. It's all feeding into that mindful mm-hmm. thing. And if you're mm-hmm. going to be doing that, it, it's just naturally part of the process of mindful eating, isn't it? Of yeah. going where did this come from? Mm. Why did I choose that producer? Mm. Am I using local ingredients? Are they seasonal? Why is seasonal important yeah. to me? Mm-hmm. And once you take the time that's put into that food mm-hmm. to sit down and look at a plate that someone's actually thought about that stuff, mm-hmm. it enables you to be more mindful mm-hmm. about what you're eating mm-hmm. and just being like grateful for the bounty that's yeah, there. absolutely. Very grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you, like, have you had a, like experiences back in Japan since you've been cooking here that have kind of made you realize like that things have kind of come to a like that you're doing the right thing for yourself or that you you know that, that kind of makes sense of what where you are now in your life or I think uh, I, I always believe this is my mission hey mm. and, okay so that the word ikigai is it ikigai yeah 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 that's it that's the same thing isn't ikigai it? Desu. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> okay. I think it's a good That's a to perfect end. place. Yeah. Um, and it's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you oh, so thank much. You so much. Oh, great to get to. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Great. Cool. And best of luck with this. I mean, like, I I don't think it needs luck. I think it has all the right elements. It's Absolutely. Nice. So, yeah. Great. But we'll we'll be back and we will book in advance. Some of the and we will eat everything. No choice menu. So. But yeah. Cool. So you guys, thank you very much for watching. Um, please remember to like and subscribe and post your comments. And you can obviously find um, Takashi and Mizaki at, at uh, his, his takeaway where you don't so much have to book in. In fact, there's no bookings. No bookings. Um, he does a lunch and an evening. We're going to see if we can get across there for a bit of lunch this afternoon to take with us back in the, on the road to Dublin. And, and if you want to go on to Ishigo uh, uh, that's you find that on ishigoishie.ie or is it? Perfect. Okay, great. Nice one. Okay, so book nice and early though. Um, Deadly. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.